Everybody breathe with me. Everybody breathe with me, okay? Ready? All right. I am calm. I am ready to go. What is up, Abstract Sports Nation? Welcome to episode 54 of the Abstract Sports Podcast, where we bring sports back to life with a unique perspective on the game from abstract yet popular angles. We're coming at you live on Facebook. As usual, we will be uploading this podcast to YouTube, to anchor.fm, and uh, other places as those guys see fit. Third-party platforms, you know, the web, it works in a crazy way. Uh, The podcast is everywhere. Just do a search for Abstract Sports Podcast, and it'll, it'll show up. So uh, just make sure you do that. I am your boy, Kyle Clay 2K, the host of the Abstract Sports Podcast, hashtag BSB2L. If you're wondering what that means, I already said it. It's bringing sports back to life. But ladies and gentlemen, this is a special kind of episode. <laughs> LeBron James is a Los Angeles Laker. And from the last 53 episodes, I don't know how many times I've mentioned it, but maybe I should count it. Maybe I should go back and count how many times I've mentioned this, but I am a Los Angeles Lakers fan. More importantly, I'm an NBA slash just in general basketball fan. So on those two notes, I am extremely excited for this podcast. This is an all in LeBron James podcast. We're going to talk about everything from free agency to signing to the future, and even more than that, what it means for his legacy, what it means for the Lakers. Man, I've got a lot in store for you guys. i got a lot of history i got to rattle off. And, I mean, maybe not history, but a lot of scenarios that I want you all to think about going into this coming season. It's summer league right now for the NBA. Cool to see those young Lakers perform and do well. They're in Vegas right now kicking some butt. But without further ado, let's get episode 54 underway. All right, let's go. All right, kids. So let me let me just break this down to you how it happened. This was a couple Sundays ago, maybe last Sunday, I don't remember. Uh, but when free agency began, basically free agency began and you know, I was thinking about episode 53 where I was making my predictions of what was going to happen. And ultimately my prediction was that LeBron, if he doesn't make a move within the first day, he's staying with Cleveland because he's the type of guy who wants to get to his new city, quote unquote, and get to work. He wants to get to know his guys. He wants to sign his deal. He he wants to make it as seamless as possible. Just slide in there and be ready to go for the, the regular season. This is a guy who can impact any franchise he goes to. It doesn't matter where he goes. He could go to Salt Lake City, Utah, play for the Utah Jazz. I mean, they're already a playoff team, but he could bring them a championship with the type of people they have, but it's a small market. He don't want to go there. He went to Los Angeles. Of course he did. But here's, what, here's how it all played out for me. Me personally as a Laker fan, me personally as a basketball fan, I was going about my day. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have my notifications on. I've got Adrian Wojnarowski uh, turned on on Twitter. 
I've got ESPN notifications turned on and Google notifications turned on. So I get all the big news when it comes in almost instantaneously. And I'm at a barbecue at some friend's place, not far from here, actually. And, you know, I've I got my phone in my pocket. It's on vibrate. It's on full volume because I want to hear that notification and I want to feel that notification if I don't hear it and vice versa. So, you know, I'm thinking like, oh, it's it's noonish. Let me just crack this beer and, and just write it out. You know, it's not crazy that nothing has happened since 9 a.m. when free agency started, but I'll, I'll just I'll have a beer and I'll, I'll enjoy myself. And we're playing games and we're, you know, we're hanging out, talking to people. A few hours go by, you know, I'm having a good conversation with people. But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking like, what's going on, LeBron, man? Like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do, man? You got to tell me. Tell me what you're going to do. And so keep talking for another hour or two. It's like 4.30, 4.30, something like that. And the girl who is hosting the barbecue, she's like, Hey, bro, LeBron just signed with the Lakers. She well, she said that, but I don't think she knew what she meant by sign. She meant like LeBron is now a Laker. And I'm like, get out of town. Get out of your own barbecue. This is baloney. That's not true. He didn't do that, you silly goose. That's what I was like. I pull out my phone. Somehow the notifications didn't go off and inform me before the host of the barbecue did. Pull out my phone. Sure enough, NBA.com, LeBron James becomes the Los Angeles Lakers, something along those lines. And I poop my pants. I just sit there at that barbecue and I poop my pants. No, I didn't, I didn't actually poop my pants, okay? But I said something along the lines of, let's bleeping go! It was something like that. And I'm sorry if I blew your ears out, headphones people, but let's quote unquote, bleeping go. That's what I said. I yelled it out loud multiple times. Everybody at the party is looking at me like, who the bleep is this bleep? And I'm like, wearing Lakers gear. Have you seen the news? Of course, I'm a Lakers fan. Yeah, big dummy. That's what I was like. But seriously, when I heard that news, I went berserk. I stood up, I was yelling, like we were playing cards against humanity, and don't get me wrong, humanity is the bee's knees. I promote humanity. That game is just great because it taps into our inner animal, taps into our inner animalistic behaviors and thoughts. Therefore, it's great. Michael, what's up, my dude? Michael is my bro. He just had knee surgery yesterday morning, and I love him a lot. And I just want to say, if you need anything, let me know. If I have to like drop this podcast to go help you because you have your knee, I'm all about it. Okay, just letting you know. But let me get back to the news. Unless you get, unless you tell me you need something, I can come get you. But I hear the news. I'm yelling bleepity bleeps throughout the, the neighborhood, and I'm like, guys, I got to stop this game. Like cards, cards against humanity is great and all, but. This is a big move for my favorite team of all time. Like, I'm a big basketball guy. You guys know this. I can go count the times I've mentioned the time. I want to go count the times that I've mentioned that I'm a Lakers fan in the podcast. Because I'm I'm being transparent. I'm letting you know the type of upbringing I had as a sports fan and 
why I am a sports fan because when when a guy from Idaho says, oh, I'm a Lakers fan, it's usually because they're like, you bandwagon. Just like there's a lot of bandwagon Warriors fans right now. Uh, Michael on Facebook says, a blizzard from Dairy Queen. (laughs) I wish I had a blizzard. I just have water. Gee darn it. But this whole thing, like, everybody knows I'm a Lakers fan, so I started getting messages from people. I started calling people. I actually, the first person I called was Michael. I called this dude, and he was in the bathroom or something. He was pooping. I don't know what he was doing. Anyway, yeah, he was busy. I called him. He didn't answer. I called my dad, and I'm like, Dad, did you hear the news? He's like, no, what? And I was like, LeBron James just became a Laker. He's like, no, he didn't. And I'm like, that's what I thought. And so then as soon as Michael calls me back, I'm like, dude, blah, blah, blah. We talk about it. But I also called my main bros. I called Corbin. I called Charlie. I called Clay. Not necessarily in that order. But I was like, bros, I don't know if you know, but LeBron, he's a Laker. Nobody answered their phones. That's fine. But I was excited. Like, oh, my gosh. Like I grew up watching Kobe Bryant. I grew up watching Michael Jordan first, and then I switched to Kobe Bryant after a while. Because I was like, oh my god, he's 18, I'm 11. Ooh, I can I could be that in seven years. Here I am. Uh, <laughs> but I watched the Lakers like religiously. Kobe retires. His last game was freaking dope. And now I'm like, what do I have to look forward to? I stuck through the years where we had Jordan Hill as a starter and all these no-name guys. You know, I love Jordan Hill. Don't get me wrong. We had Jordan Lin- Jeremy Lin for a minute, but. I stuck through some pretty terrible lineups. You know, Jordan Farmar. Guy I miss is uh, Chris Brown's cousin. What's his name? <laughs> Brown, Laker. Uh, Shannon Brown, that's his name. Dude, high-flying blocker, dunker. He was so fun to watch. He was he was on the championship squads, though. He was there. <clears throat> so this news was really big to me. But... In the moment, of course, I enjoyed it. I had to, I had to enjoy that because the Lakers have seen some terrible years. Uh, you know, all these other teams out there who haven't won a championship are looking at Lakers fans like, "Screw you guys!" Like, I hate you. Steven is one of those guys. <laughs> Love you, Steven, man. You're the best. You're awesome. One of the funnest guys to talk to about basketball because you actually know your shit. But because LeBron went to L.A. and not Memphis Grizzlies, his team. He's like, I hate LeBron, and I understand it. I know, I know where all that comes from. You have respect for him, and uh, I appreciate that because that's what it's all about. Like, I'm a big Lakers fan, right? But in the at the end of the day, I'm a I'm a basketball fan. I appreciate good basketball, and when you have a guy like LeBron who is uh, not only shown that he's a ridiculous athlete, he's out of this world athletic. Um, you know, a dude who's six seven. Uh, six eight somewhere in there, and he can jump forty inches early on in his career. Um, hit game winners, win championships with Miami. Uh, coming out of high school, you know. There's that, but then you have his off court stuff where he's got like his own education program that helps take uh, kids who are in a certain program in the youth uh, up through high school. When they graduate, they can get full ride scholarships to their college of their choice. So. With all of that, and you know, Kobe's history, the thing I always get being a Kobe fan is, you know, the big story about him is the the rape story. Um, and I'm not going to get into that, but to 
you know, LeBron, he he does not have anything attached to his name other than hard work, success, hometown kid, driven, passionate about the game, and a genius when it comes to basketball. So when people say they don't like him because of his off-court antics, I think you're misinformed or you're not looking at it right. And if you say you don't like him just in general, then please let me let me teach you why he's so impressive. Let me let me show you why he's had such an impact on the game, on the the on life around basketball and the people who are associated with it. Like if you say you don't like LeBron, please let me teach you. If you are one of those haters, I would get give out my phone number on the podcast, but that would just be bad news. But please email me. I want to have a discussion. Maybe I can get you on the show. Like this is one of those episodes where I wish I could be taking calls from like LeBron lovers and LeBron haters and just like talk it out. Talk it out. Talk them down. Talk them up. Like get them all on level ground. Like, okay, he's still a human being. All right. Got to respect that. So just to continue my story, I found out LeBron becomes a Laker. I call all my friends that I know that are really close to me, friends and family. And I'm like, just giddy. And I was giddy the next couple days because I could not believe it. And uh, one thing that I noticed is just how, I guess, social media didn't, uh, social media blew up, obviously, but LeBron was not a part of it. You know, when he signed with Miami, he went and did this big show where they were on stage with, you know, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh. And they were like, not one, not two, not three. And, you know, they kept going. He didn't do anything like that. He's had he's made a big move before. He went to Miami. He left Miami to come back to Cleveland. That was a big deal because it was a homecoming type of deal. But when he goes to L.A., he's not going to a team that is already good, kind of like Miami when he went there the first time. He's going to a team that does have a lot of promise, though. The Lakers were not too far out of the playoffs this year. They're like five wins out. The West was kind of stacked, as you would imagine. Now it's even more stacked. Golden State, Houston, Los Angeles Lakers. And so when he comes to L.A., he's he's made a couple of moves before. This one seemed a little bit different, where it's not really about the attention. It's not about getting all the views. It's not about trying to build a brand. It's nothing about that. It's all about... I mean, what, what's his name? Uh, not Rob Lowe, but his twin, who is the Lakers GM. Uh, Lakers GM. What's his name? Rob Palinka. Same first name. Looks alike. He said that in their meeting when they did the signing, the actual signing, they took a picture with like LeBron. I'm pretty sure it was his agent and Rob Palinka. And Rob was like, here's his story. Basically, free agency had started. It was like mid-afternoon that day, and he gets a text from LeBron's agent that said, congrats with the balloons emoji. And Rob Palinka said, that's something you'll never forget. And then a few minutes later, LeBron gives him a call, and he's like, LeBron stuff. You know, talk, he, he tells him how he's excited, whatever it is. Nobody knows what that conversation went like, only Rob Palinka, LeBron James, and the people around them. But so freaking cool. And like Magic Johnson, apparently he showed up at LeBron James' residence in L.A. an hour before their meeting and just sat in his car, like, soaking it in. Like, what am I going to say? What kind of conversation are we going to do? What's the strategy here? 
And this is before they made a deal. And he's just like, he's going in. He said that they just like, they shook hands. They talked basketball. They got down to earth, talked about how important it was to their lives, how they came to be. Cause they're both very similar players, both highly successful players. LeBron's passed him in a lot of ways. Magic is better than him in a lot of ways. Uh, legacy wise. And they just talk basketball. And then the deal happened later that day. So pretty crazy stories all around. I just, I do appreciate how LeBron didn't make this about the media because everybody knows that like he was going to go somewhere else. Or if he doesn't, he's going to stay in cat in Cleveland. Um, making the move just kind of shakes up some things with stories and whatnot, but he did a good job, like keeping it to his chest, keeping it close into himself and not revealing the secret before it happened or anything like that. It was all very raw, very within. And when he met with the people he wanted to meet with, he made that decision and it was done. The only things he's really posted since then was a video of him doing some squats, some weird ass wide leg squats. Doesn't go down very low. Uh, shout out to my boy, my boys, Corbin Maximus, Charlie the Jedi, and your boy Clay on Instagram. Those guys were talking about how he doesn't go down all the way on those squats and some other squats. So just saying, that's not my forte. I don't do the squats unless I'm sitting over a toilet, but that's totally different. And I should probably edit that out, but I won't because this is raw, super raw. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm, I'm getting out of control here. I'm just too excited. So LeBron becomes a Laker. There's news all around it. A big mural gets painted in L.A. Uh, saying, like, LeBron is king or something like that. And it was beautiful. Really well done by a couple of guys in L.A. Shout out to them. Only the next day to have uh, vandalizers go through and spray paint stuff on it saying, you are not ours or you're not our king. Get out. Something like that. And it's like, okay, one thing you're a Kobe fan. There's a lot of Kobe fans who are, or I'll say Laker fans who do not like LeBron James. Cause they challenge the legacy of, the, of a Laker. And that's just like LA. That's like the heart of LA. People are Lakers through and through, unless you're a Clippers fan then you're like an outsider. And that's me speaking as an outsider. <laughs> An out outsider here in Idaho. Boop. Uh, <laughs> but why can't you respect the artist who made that? Like the city is clearly rallying behind this guy. Michael Michael says, get back on track, Chingadary. <laughs> I am back on track. I'm looking at my notes, okay? I'm trying to stay on track as much as I can. I'm just like overwhelmed. It's hot. I'm sweaty. And so he, you know, the artist, they paint these, these mur- this mural gets vandalized. Like, why, why can you not respect the artist? I get it. Like, how, how can you not just support somebody coming to your city who's going to make a huge-ass difference regardless? doesn't matter whether you're a Clipper fan or a Laker fan. He's going to bring value to your city. Obviously, it's one of the biggest cities in the U.S. So you think, like, we don't need this. But really, though, L.A., it's one of the biggest markets in in the NBA, top three easy. Why wouldn't you want the top team or the top player to come to your team? And if you're not a if you are a Laker fan, why are you hating? If you're not a Laker fan, maybe a little more understanding. But why the hell do you have to go to face a mural over this? Like I'm an artist, and I know what it feels like to get your art used or like ruined or whatever it is. It sucks. 
So why do you go and do that? You know, within reason. It doesn't make any sense. You're, you're vandalizing. It's illegal. Just don't. Just don't do that. <clears throat> but again, LeBron's already to work, guys. And in his meeting with in, in his meeting with Magic Johnson, he, apparently he broke down the entire Lakers roster, telling him all the players' strengths and weaknesses and all that. And this is before all the other moves happened. And just to name a few, because I, di- I didn't get them all down, but some of the earlier stuff, they uh, they signed Rajon Rondo to a deal. They got rid of Julius Randle, who was a guy who I did not want to let go of, but we still have Brandon Ingram, so, there, so there's that. Brandon Ingram and Julius Randle for, were very dominant for the Lakers. They could not be stopped, really, in general, in their position when they were on the floor. There were a few times throughout the season where they went cold, but they kept it together really well. So Julius Randle being gone, it's a big pain. It's, it's going to suck. But B.I. and Julius Randle were not codependent. They they can work independently and be good. So I think it's good they were able to keep at least one of those two guys, move forward with that. But then they got rid of Brooke, Brooke Lopez, You know, sending out the big guy who can shoot threes, I loved Brooke this year. He was knocking them down from beyond, and he was helping them get all the wins that they couldn't have. If they didn't have that shooting ability, they would have been in more trouble, which is something I'm getting to. Got to make a note about that. But they also signed JaVale McGee, a guy who is a he's of championship caliber. He's played for the Warriors for several years. He's got a couple of rings. So he knows what it's, what it's like to win. Rajon Rondo knows what it's like to win. LeBron James only wants to win. So you got some veteran talent in there to help the younger guys soak up the knowledge from them. Like Rajon Rondo, who is a playmaking guard. He's not a shooter by any means. Lonzo showed last season he's not a shooter, at least in the NBA in year one. But he is a playmaker without a doubt. So Rajon Rondo teamed up with Lonzo Ball. That's going to be great. The question is, who's going to start? Rondo, championship guard who played for the Celtics. Lonzo Ball, developing young guy who could use the playing time. Tough to call. I think they should... Ha! I don't even want to make predictions there yet. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. But they lost a lot of shooting, though, when they got Rondo and McGee in place of, you know... In reality, Jordan Clarkson, Larry Nance. Larry Nance wasn't a shooter, but Jordan Clarkson. And then you have Brooke Lopez swapped out for JaVale McGee. You lose a lot of shooting, but LeBron is apparently wanting to play more of a post style. He wants to get down low and bully guys to get to the rim and score. And then allow for their defense to take over. So Rondo, he's great at steals and assists. A guy who can take the ball away from the opponent, get it down the court, and score. You've got... JaVale McGee, one of the biggest dudes in the NBA in terms of size, like tall, lankiness. He's very athletic for his size, but he can get blocks. And, you know, they just signed Mo Wagner, another big guy. I heard he was hurt. He uh, left a summer league game early last week or this week, so uh, or yesterday, I think. So we got to look out for that. But, yeah, Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance, too, they're both gone. I think they could have used Jordan Clarkson in there a little bit. Uh, they also have Brandon Ingram. He can shoot. He can drive. He can do everything. That's good. 
unlike a Julius Randle, he's like, he's like a shooting Julius Randle and a skinnier Julius Randle. He's unstoppable in his own way, but he can shoot and, and get to the basket. He can do all those things. But then the big question, the big question out there in free agency right now is, hey, Kawhi Leonard, what the hell you doing, bro? What are you doing? Oh, there's a player. Wait. Lance will make them dance. Lance will make them dance. I don't know if you've heard that song before, but brought to you by your boy, Lance Stevenson. This guy, this guy, he blew in LeBron James' ear in the playoffs to try and get in his head. Guess what? Now they're teammates. This is a guy who's a disruptor. Like I was saying, they got to rely on defense if they're going to be playing the post game in L.A. They've done that in the past. Lance Stevenson is a defensive player, but he's also aggressive. He's an aggressive offensive player. He's a rebounder, and he's a talker. He's an agitator. He's going to get inside the heads of the opponents all year long. Get to the playoffs. He's got that role written all over him. Michael on Facebook says, everyone is still shooting over 35%. Michael also says, no, but he will blow in your ear and make you dance. (laughs) I think Lance is a good combo. Like, kind of like being friends with your enemy, but now you're like, have to be more friends than an enemy because you're on the same team between like LeBron and and Lance. Man, I'm excited for that. It's going to be a really exciting Laker team this coming year. And, uh, the fact that they are kind of ran by the guy, Magic Johnson, who already has enough IQ in basketball to know what to do um, on and off the court, he can mentor these guys beyond beyond their years. You know, There's a lot of young guys on this team, and they still have a chance to get Kawhi. Kawhi's still kind of like you know, in purgatory, if you will. Like, doesn't want to be at the Spurs, but he wants to be in L.A. And he said he favors the Clippers over L.A. because over the Lakers because he doesn't want he wants to be the face of a franchise. And but now LeBron's there, and if they if he joins the Lakers, he's gonna have to beat the Lakers to get to the Warriors. He has to beat the Warriors to get to the championship. That's the dynamic, though. The West is freaking stacked. Sure, the Lakers are gonna be good next year, and they're gonna be really fun to watch because they have LeBron, they have Lonzo, they have LeBronzo. They've got Lance Stevens, Stevenson, who's going to get in some guy's head, get some technicals, and make it fun to watch. they got Brandon Ingram, who can score from anywhere on the floor. Three point, two point, one point, you name it. Four point, he's got you. Brooke Lopez is gone, but we have JaVale McGee. He's going to block your crap. And Rajon Rondo or Alonzo are going to get the ball, run it up the court. Throw up an alley-oop to one of the other guys. Doesn't matter who, they're all big enough. They can dunk. And I have friends out there who might be listening saying all this stuff is going to happen, but they're still going to get beat by the Warriors by 100 points. I hear you. I hear you. With the Lakers, it's more of a strategy game. It's always, it's always been a strategy game. Kobe picked apart his opponents with Shaq using shooting ability and post ability in his time in L.A. He, he like would watch film so much to the point that he knew what their next move was going to be and would act preemptively. Like, LeBron is the same way. And he wants to be more strategic with his body. Like, he's a big guy. He's been running the game for the last several years in in Cleveland, the last four years. 
He's been the point guard, the number two guard, the three guard, the four, and the five. He's done it all. He can take at least two of those numbers off of his list. And if he does, I feel like it should be five and four. Let JaVale and Mo take the five. Let uh, Lance Stevenson at the four. Sure, why not? We'll go a little small. Michael says on Facebook, it's still going to be tough to get a good lineup, but Lakers might have a good bench. That's true. The one thing that the Warriors do have is that the Warriors are deep. You know, they've got Steph, and they've got a guy like, oh, geez, what's his name? Steph Curry, and they have Sean Livingston. Those are the two main point guards on that team. And that's already a really deep lineup. Like, Sean Livingston is a veteran, and he can shoot lights out from the post. They've, they've got subs who can step up in any situation. They don't have JaVale McGee anymore, but they've always had deep benches. Like Andre Iguodala coming off the bench. Are you kidding me? Sixth man of the year. Finals MVP one year. Dude's insane. He's defensive and offensive and offensive. <laughs> I'm getting a little bit off topic here, but I think you get the gist. I was hoping that this would be a little more organized, but it's kind of hard when there's so many different storylines that kind of feed into this one funnel. And it's all about LeBron. So the biggest excitement that I can look forward to being a Lakers fan is that I was a fan since I was 10 or 11 years old. Kobe kind of dominated the Lakers, you know, won five championships there, played for them for 20 years. Very exciting stuff to watch. And then when he left and when he got injured, you know, we, we suffered some pretty terrible seasons. And you might say that, um, you know, I, I had it nice being a Lakers fan. And sure, I'm lucky because I picked them early on before they won championships. But we have something to look forward to again, you know. I mean, at least I do. Me and other Lakers fans. We have something to look forward to. And like when LeBron gets traded to your squad – if you're a shitty team, you can almost guarantee that your team is a locked-in playoff team. You're you're a playoff lock. Like, sure, this year LeBron and the Lakers may not make the finals, but with a team like the Lakers, maybe that's not the most important thing. Sure, try as go as far as you try and go as far as you can, but if you don't make the finals, you've made a lot of progress. The next year, you're probably going to get to the finals. Because LeBron's had enough time to rally the troops, get to know you, find out your true strengths and weaknesses beyond just being an opponent of you and knowing it, and being your teammate and knowing it. There's a big difference there. Knowing your tendencies when you're a teammate is so much different from when you're playing on the on the other side. You know exactly when to pass the ball to a guy, whereas when you're playing against him, you'll never know that because you're not passing them the ball. At least you shouldn't be. And that changes everything. So I think if you give the Lakers one year to develop, they could be a championship caliber team because they have the youth on their side. They've got the veteran leadership on their side. And it's one of the best fan bases in the NBA. And being an LA fan, a Lakers fan, I'm excited. And I'm using this podcast right now to like rub this all in all your faces, but I feel like I'm still being pretty objective about it. Like, I should be rubbing this in everybody's face, but when I see him on, see people on the street who know I'm a Lakers fan, they're like, bleep LeBron. And I'm just like, 
I know. I can't control that. It's out of my control. I'm obviously excited that LeBron is now a Los Angeles Laker. But I don't want to be that guy that just like pisses other people off because I'm a super fan of somebody. I've always been a fan of LeBron. If you know me well enough, you know that I've never talked crap on LeBron. I never have. I've respected the guy from beginning to now. Now that he's on the Lakers, I'm like, shoot, I'm going to have to go buy a LeBron shirt. And that's fine. I'll have number 23 and 24 in my in my wardrobe. I need some number eights, though. I need to get some number eights. But if you're not excited about LeBron changing teams, then I don't think you're a true basketball fan. Because, trust me, if you claim to be one of those people, you've probably said that you're not super excited about the the re-re-rematches of the Warriors and the Cavs. Trust me, the Cavs are going to win less than 30 games this year. Less than 50%, less than whatever that is. Less than 40%. They're not going to win 30 games this year. I'm calling it now. The Lakers, they are going to win more than 50 games next year. 50 out of 82 is really good. They won more. They had a lot this year. But they're going to easily win more than 50 games this year. Cody on Facebook here says, LeBron can't win in Utah. Are, okay, Cody, I have a question. Are you saying that he can't, you don't want him to go into Utah, go into Salt Lake City and beat the Jazz? Or are you saying that the Jazz are going to beat him when they come to town? Is that what you're saying? Speaking of that, you actually brought up a, a great point here. Guys, as soon as tickets go on sale, I'm buying them. <laughs> as soon as tickets go on sale, I'm buying tickets to the game in Salt Lake City and I'm buying tickets to the game in Salt Lake City at the end of the season as soon as I can. And I want to try to get good seats this time because the last couple of years, my friends and I have been saying, we've got to catch LeBron before he retires. He's got four or five more years, at least four because he's got the three plus one year in LA, which I didn't mention. By the way, his deal, 154, 153 million over four years, three years but and then one year is an option the fourth year. Cody says oh, okay, so Cody says LeBron can't win in Utah. Michael then says definitely going to be there to see the Lakers at Utah. All of them. You damn right, brother. Brother. Sorry, I got to bust out the Hulk Hogan voice for that one. Dude, I'm so excited. Cannot wait. Got to get some lower bowl seats though. That's going to be the hard part. Ticket prices are going to be up to the roof. Because it's LeBron. And later in the season, that game might mean something to the Jazz. Even more than the first game. Uh, Cody says he has a losing streak in Salt Lake. Jazz have his number at home. That's true, actually. I do remember. I do know the Jazz have been beating him. That's like one of those towns you just can't get, a, get over. I don't, under, I don't know why. Maybe he's going there like, oh, it's just the Jazz. Dude, they're, they're a playoff team the last couple of years. You can't can't slouch especially when they're in your conference you've got to get that win you've got to get that conference win but cody i tell you what man i know you're a big jazz fan you're a big jazz fan i'm a jazz fan because i'm able to go to their games and watch my team i also like to represent a small market i think that's really cool 
because without people who like to support them, they wouldn't be anything, right? That team would be in Seattle in no time. So people like us keep the jazz going. I appreciate that. I go to at least one to two games a year. I went to one last year. And what do you know? Donovan Mitchell had a highlight dunk in that game. It was amazing. So I sure as hell hope that LeBron beats your jazz this year. Both times they play, because they usually play once in the beginning of the year and once at the end of the year. And I sure as hell hope he beats them bad. Like, they've got to get those wins in Utah if they're going to want to solidify a number one or number two spot in the West. I don't know where they're going to fall. Early prediction, top four seed. Oh, that's tough. I can't say that. I can't say that. I'm going to say somewhere between a two and a six seed is where the, the Lakers are going to fall. The Jazz are going to be there too but they're going to be under the Lakers, seven or eight. Jazz got seven or eight. Lakers, six to two, somewhere in there. Man, I'm going to be, you know, lately I've been going, when I go to Jazz games now, I, I do have a big Lakers flag that I try to get players to sign. I don't care who signs it. If you're a Laker, I just want to fill the damn thing up. I think that'd be the coolest deal. It'd be the coolest thing to have. And then if you get one big player to sign it, you're good. Uh, Cody here on Facebook says Lakers struggle for eighth and West. And I, I can, I can reason with you there actually, because they, with LeBron coming in, I'm saying it's a lock. I'm saying that it's a lock playoff deal, having LeBron on your team, but there are going to be some rough patches and the West is super stacked. You know, this year, I mean, 2017, 2018, uh, there were only five wins separating the number, what number three spot through the ninth spot, something like that. So it can get tough in the West. So I can see why the Lakers might fall in the eighth seed. I just, I'm, I'm predicting better of them this year with LeBron on their side. I think they'll be at least a six seed, but at best a two seed. Uh, Cody also says West is different from the East. That's very true. So true. The East is, it's nothing now. They've got the Celtics. Somebody else, like who else? The Hawks were there for a long time, but they fell off. They're like one of the worst teams in the league now. Who else is in the West? The Pacers? Please. I mean, East. East, not West. Pacers? Not with Paul George. They're not there. Name another East team. Who was up there? Toronto Raptors. There we go. Those guys had the most wins in the league last or <coughs> in the East last year by a long shot. Still got swept by LeBron. So it'll be interesting, actually, to see if the Raptors meet LeBron in these playoffs. See if they get swept then with the Lakers. That's how you're going to know if LeBron is the factor. (laughs) Man, the Raptors and the Celtics, I'm calling it now. It's easy. Raptors, Celtics, number one and number two seed in that order. Because the Celtics have some stuff to work out with Gordon Hayward, Kyrie. They were gone enough last season. Oh, Philly. (laughs) Philly. That's another one. Philly's a number three seed. But it's going to be Raptors, Celtics, Philly in that order. I don't think any of those teams can mess with the top three in the West, which is the Warriors, Rockets, (laughs) Lakers. The Lakers are up there, man. It's hard to deny that. Oh, my goodness. 
I don't even know where else to go from here this, with this episode. I just know that it's going to continue. Like <laughs> my excitement is going to be showing through the basketball podcast because I've, I have LeBron on my side now. I'm probably going to have to show up in a LeBron shirt and just flex on you guys for an entire 45 minutes and just be like, the king is home. Hashtag the king is home. You know, all that crap. I am the king. The king is ours. Go LA, go. Laker Nation squad. Woo! <laughs> but don't get me wrong. I am excited for the next season. It's not like the Lakers are just going to run with this thing and get a championship. It's not going to be that easy just because LeBron's there. They still have to jump through some hoops. They got to get through the Trailblazers. They got to get through the Jazz. They got to get through the Houston Rockets. They got to get through the Oklahoma City Thunder. We've got to get through the Golden State Warriors. There's a lot of teams you got to get through. And if LeBron does it and wins a championship next year, dude, his legacy is solidified. It's already solidified, and I think his move to L.A. already signifies that. And everybody who knows LeBron knows the NBA knows that his his legacy is secured, man. He's, he's not going anywhere. He's in their history books. He's up there. But if he wins one with the Lakers next year, that's next level. That's something else. And if he wins it, I will poop my pants for real. Just like I imaginatively did when he got... When the news broke that he was being traded to the Lakers. <laughs> I will legit poop. Hashtag legit poop when LeBron wins a championship in LA. Because then you can see Kobe and him next to each other in history. Number 23, number 24. Pow, pow. In the banners. That's going to be so cool. But let me digress one last time before we end this thing. While I am excited for LeBron and the Los Angeles Lakers next season, don't get it twisted. I'm a basketball fan. I'm a sports fan. I love seeing cool storylines like this pop up, especially when they're for my team. But I'm mostly excited just for how different the league is going to be next year. With LeBron jumping from the east to the west, you've got a dynamic switch. Of course, the west is it's always been dominant in the west, but now it changes things a little bit. Houston may not be a number two seed, number one seed. You know, it changes the whole dynamic within the conference. The East, you almost know that the the Raptors, the Celtics, or Philly are going to be going to the finals next year. How cool is that? It's different from the last four years, three, four years. So if you're a basketball fan, you got to be excited to see one of those teams in the East try and take down one of these teams in the West. It'll be like a David versus Goliath matchup, if you will. There are stories and metaphors out there that relate to this, and I feel like they do relate to this in your life too. Like think about one of the biggest uh, accomplishments you've ever had, winning a championship, uh, uh, getting a job, uh, graduating college, graduating high school, whatever it is. I mean, what what's better than that? I mean, if that's if that's where you're at, I mean... I'm trying to, I'm trying, I'm like freestyling here, trying to make this thing connect. But I mean, if the goal is to graduate, what's the next level? It's outdoing the people around you. I know that sounds competitive as bleep. Once you graduate, once you meet your goal, the goal is to set a new goal. So if you're the Raptors, your goal is to get to the finals. And that's great because the, the Cavs aren't there anymore. So you can get there 
easier than you could before. But what's your next goal? You've got to surpass that. You've got to jump to the next level and you got to beat the people in a seven-game series, win the championship. So keep the goal in mind, but also keep the bigger picture in mind and push. I guess that's my inspiration, my inspiration for you for the day. And I think that's enough LeBron talk for now. I know I have a lot of friends who still haven't even talked to me about LeBron and it's going to be coming out of the woodwork like crazy, but I'm just going to be like, Hey man, I'm excited, but we'll see what happens. Cause it's sports and it's real. Just because LeBron's on a team doesn't mean that they're going to be a champion. It means they have to work to get there because they have to go through some teams. So, here is to the 2018-2019 season. I will cheers you with my big shiny bottle of water. I'm rooting for the Lakers, but more importantly, I'm rooting for the game of basketball. I hope LeBron continues his legacy and being a good human being. And he can share it with all of us in the next season. Cheers. I'll drink right now. I mean, I drink right now, okay? For all you audio people out there, I'm drinking some water. Cheers. Hashtag go Laker Nation. Go Lakers. LeBron's a Laker. Ah, the king is home. LeBron is God. Oh, all the words. Ah, King James. (laughs) Uh, All right. That's good enough to close this thing out. Be sure to tune in next week, next Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I'll be here. I'll be here. <laughs> gotta, gotta check my schedule in my head. 9 p.m. Eastern time, 7 o'clock mountain time. If you're in the mountain time, time zone, you know where to find us. Facebook.com slash abstract sports. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, anchor.fm. If you can't catch the live show, please tune into one of our other shows. It's basically just a post-production export of this video here. Um, I love everybody who watches and listening. Shout out to your boy Clay on Instagram. That guy watches on YouTube all the time, drops comments. Love you, man. Uh, Cody, look forward to beating you and your Jazz this coming uh, NBA season. If you want to travel with me and my buddies, go to a Jazz game, you let me know. Hit my DMs. Uh, But I am your boy Kyle Clay 2K, and this has been a – 54th episode edition of the abstract sports podcast i hope you tune in down the road if you want to support the podcast in ways other than being a viewer listener or reader go to abstractsports.com support you can make a generous donation there that money goes towards keeping our website online and giving our our brand a place to exist in all forms and all mediums so please give a donation there uh, otherwise i've got some things coming your way got a, a, a merch shop coming uh, it's been, it's just got to be tested and then got to link it up to the website and you guys can buy some shirts and uh, maybe get some other independent sports blog stuff in there. People who are uh, part of another sports blog or sports brand, if they want to sell stuff on our e-store, please get at me at hello at abstractsports.com and uh, let me know. And then we can uh, put your merch in our shop and we can sell it. We'll keep a little bit of money for the service and you get to keep the bulk of it. So uh, if you know anybody who's interested, please let me know at hello at abstractsports.com. I love you guys. This has been episode 54. We'll see you guys next week, next Wednesday, same time, same place. Peace out.